This is take two on the Monday Morning Mechanic <laughs> podcast. It's We're going to be talking about Salt Lake City 3, and we'll also mention a little bit of Salt Lake City 2 in here. Normally, we have to do take two because of Karen, because she's laughing when we start these podcasts. But today, it's because I just made the mistake. I hadn't been reading YouTube comments for a couple of weeks, actually. And I was just, while I was waiting for Karen to come downstairs uh, to do this podcast, I just started throwing, scrolling through some comments. You know, they say the first rule of the internet is not to read the comments. But then you get bashed because people are like, oh, you never respond, you know, to comments. So you, you can't, you can't. Not read the, all the comments. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes you're like, well, you know, and you can't. And sticks and stones, you know, may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Th- that's the biggest bunch of poppycock that there ever was. <laughs> that's what moms Pe- just tell their kids pe- so they can buck up. <laughs> people say things just to piss you off and just to hurt you. And they think that they know everything about you. It's like, oh, we know everything about you, Kyle, because you, you post your videos. And we know that you have posted every single thought and every single thing you've ever done. That's like... That's a very naive view. Anyway, I shouldn't let it get to me. And normally I don't. But man, I was just like, I started this podcast and I had to stop it because I'm like, I have no energy. But now I have all the energy in the world because <laughs> I took 12 seconds to breathe. Well, then anyway. it didn't help that I came down here and started laughing. Sorry. Anyway, no, that's fine. So let's talk about what happened today in Supercross. Holy I don't know if you guys are going to be listening to this on Monday morning or if you might get it like late Sunday night. It's 920 right now when we're recording this. Uh, PM and uh, today was just super amazing. Like the the racing today, it was essentially just a mutter. We've had like crazy, crazy weather here in Utah. The months, basically, it was the second or third driest spring on record. And then all of a sudden, we just had a couple days of rain. And so all of a sudden, you know, here Supercross Salt Lake, Salt Lake City number three, it turns into just a mud fest. But it wasn't just like rain; it was like sheets of rain, and downpour yeah lots of wind it ripped up a tree at my dad's house we spent the day on saturday helping him cut out a tree that's as old as i am it was 39 or somewhere between 38 and 40 years old this blue spruce tree in his yard that just got completely mowed down by the wind and we were there helping him cut that out the other day and yesterday i guess and then today they had supercross up there on the hill and it was just insane it was a lot of a lot of wet and and there was some good racing i just want to start we hardly ever do this i just want to start by saying my hat is off right now to eli tomac and cooper webb oh man i'm not i don't even think we need to talk about a single other person because not really if you if you only watched this race i think the question that you would have is you would be like so is there only two guys that are good <laughs> yeah. there's two guys racing and everyone else is just in the way. <laughs> Seriously, in the way to the nth degree. The only person that didn't get lapped was Jason Anderson. In third, but barely. In third, in third place. If the race had gone just a couple more minutes, he, he would have been, been lapped. Yeah, he would have been lapped. He would have been lapped. So Eli Tomac and Cooper Webb lapped all the way up to third place. They didn't quite lap third place, but they lapped every other person. And even people like Ken Roxon, who ended up in 10th place, Ken Roxon got lapped twice. Dun, dun, dun. Just, just sit, just, just think about that for, for a second. <sighs> Ken Roxon is still is second in points in this championship. He's one of the premier riders in the world. He told us this week that he's been dealing with a breathing thing, and that's why he didn't have a good result last week. I have to assume that's part of the reason why he didn't have a, a good result this week. But here he is, one of the best riders on the entire planet, and he got lapped 
twice in this race, and I don't think anything was wrong with his bike, and he wasn't like physically injured. Well, he did have the flat tire in the qualifying. In, in the heat. Heat, yeah. Yeah, but that was, I'm talking about the main event. He was going to win. That's the thing. He was going to win his heat race. And then Cooper Webb stole it from him at the end of the heat race because, well, he, it looked like he got a flat tire. Yeah. But then he was able to finish out and still get second place in that heat race. So that didn't really affect his position really at all. Yeah. But, okay, so here's how it goes down. Um, you know, Zach Osborne comes out, comes out, grabs the whole shot, and Cooper Webb and Zach are kind of going back and forth, and then Cooper gets the pass. Next thing you know, uh, Eli Tomac is up there, and Tomac passes Webb, but Webb hangs with him. And Webb is hanging with him, and they're just pushing themselves, and they are literally just start going through lap traffic. There was a couple times where they were coming through lap traffic, and it was like, oh my goodness, this, and we're halfway through the race, and it looks like it's the first lap. It looks like yeah. they've started in 10th place, and they're just trying to make their way up through the first lap, because everyone is on the same rhythm section. Well, but guess what? That was but like guess a... what? It was the top 10. It was guys in the top 10. It was like five dudes in the top 10 that they were right with, plus other guys that were getting lapped, mm -hmm. and I had never seen anything like that. It was just so unbelievable, and it worked out in Tomax to Tomax you know, disfavor right then because he gets tied up with somebody and Cooper Webb passes him. But then these guys, Eli Tomac and Cooper Webb just went back and forth and back and forth and they pushed each other into one of the best performances I have ever seen since we started watching Supercross. Yeah. It was muddy and they were still hammering down those two guys. They were going like twice as fast as, as the other people. Well, when you say they pushed each other, I think they pushed each other into a new dimension <laughs> because, you know, like we said, they, there were two guys racing and everyone was just else was in the way. And, you know, I am a massive Ken Roxon fan and I'll, I'll be the first to say that. But I was so bummed to see him get past the first time. And when he looked back, I, I could just feel him thinking, what is happening? I'm getting he, lapped right he, now? Because I think what happened is he it, it is at the time Tomac went past him and then he looked back over his shoulder and saw Cooper Webb. And yeah. I, I think he dropped a load in his pants. I think so, too. When that happened. But then the second time he got past was more like just a heavy emotion change for him. It's, it felt like, you know, I can't see in his goggles and under his helmet, but it just felt so heavy when they passed him the second time. Cause you know, he is the second in points and, and he's, he's an amazing writer. He's incredible and he's a fighter and so tough and all of the things, but to see him get passed twice was so frustrating. And so, I mean, and it wasn't that he it's you're in 10th place 10th. He's not supposed to be in 10th place, but 10th place doesn't get lapped twice. Every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, they can lap up to 10th place. Yeah, but not twice. Well, and also in the 250, they lapped up maybe up to fifth or something. I can't remember the exact number, but they were lapping more um, up into the numbers than I had ever seen before as in well. In the 450s. Yeah. And no, in the 250s. Oh. In the 250s. And so I was just like, wow. And then when we shifted over to 450s, I was just thinking to myself, you know, well, these guys are better. And there's a few guys that, you know, it seems like are on a, a higher racing plane than the rest of them. And so I'm like, surely they won't all get past, but they did. Here. And twice. And a couple guys got past like six times. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> let me just run down. These are these are the names of the people who got lapped one time in this race. Zach Osborne, 
Malcolm Stewart, Dean Wilson. Then we get into the people who got lapped twice. And I'm not exactly sure where the line is, but it's somewhere right in here. Justin Brayton, Martin Davalos, Justin Bam Bam Barsha, Ken Roxon, Aaron Plessinger, Blake Baggett, Benny Bloss, Chad Reed, Justin Hill, Vince Freezy. Now we're going to get into people who might have gotten lapped three times. Brock Tickle, Kyle Chisholm, Kyle Cunningham, Tyler Bowers. And then you get down to the bottom, and some of these guys got lapped four and five times. Ryan Priest and Logan Carnell. The boys, I'm not entirely sure, certain because the boys were just kind of looking at the timing and scoring thing as it was going. And it could have been a mistake, but they but said Carnow. that Logan Carnow in 22nd place, he got lapped like five or six times. I mean, it's just embarrassing. The fa- and, and so what Karen is talking about with Tomac and Cooper being on a different level, it's absolutely true because these guys suddenly found a way to ride the racetrack, to ride that track at incredible speed when no one else could. And they were going a hundred bloody percent when everyone else was doing 60%. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was, it was inspiring. It It was inspiring in one way and embarrassing for the other guys. Cause I'm sitting there going, I know Zach Osborne is not supposed to be lapped. Malcolm Stewart is not supposed to be lapped. Dean Wilson, Justin Brayton, Martin Davos, Justin Barsha, Ken Roxon, Aaron Plessinger, Blake Baggett, Benny Bloss, Chad Reed, Justin Hill. None of these people are used to getting lapped. Mm-mm. And sure as heck, none of them. I bet you that none of these guys in their professional career have been lapped twice. Yeah. I, I would go so far as to say I would bet a hundred bucks right now that Ken Roxon has never been lapped twice in any professional race since he turned like sixteen. Without any kind of like injury or yeah. you know, mechanical error. Yeah. He might have been lapped once. Like every <clears throat> once in a while something happens. You have a mechanical thing, you get a flat tire, blah, 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 your bars are bent, you know, things happen. But these guys weren't I mean not all these guys had mechanical issues. It was just absolutely stunning. And so the do you do you do you knock on these other guys or do you just say Cooper and Eli took it to a new level? And I say Cooper and Eli took it to a new level because it yeah. wasn't like just one guy sucked. All of these, if you compare all of these people to Cooper and Eli, they sucked. And so the my my gut feeling says no. Like what Karen mentioned, Cooper and Eli went to they found like a different a different universe alternate universe they found an alternate universe <laughs> and they started writing yeah. in that well i mean you think about it like logan Carnow, he was you know the last place guy but he's also one of the top 30 in the world you know and so he's an amazing writer and he's got crazy good skills and he just happens to be the bottom of this pack today and for him to get lapped so many times is just mind boggling. And maybe there was something going on with him or his bike or something. And it looks like he's probably, he's, he's riding a 250, but, but even then he's riding a 250 in the 450 class. I, I, there was something weird about that. But the point is this, he shouldn't have been lapped that many times. You put, you put uh Shane McElrath, who's riding a 250 or Chase Sexton out there. They're not going to get lapped five, six times. No. They might get lapped twice. They probably would based off of what actually, I don't think they would. <laughs> I yeah they they would it's possible yeah. they might have been lapped but I don't I don't know I mean the fact that they lapped all the way up to fourth place means yeah these two fifty guys might have been lapped and the other thing too is Tomac's bike was getting hot you could see towards the end it looked like he was, it was smoking it was smoking I was wondering if he because he Tomac is kind of a guy that rides a little bit more hard on the bike while on the clutch and stuff I was wondering if the if the clutch was going to hold out to the end of that race it was just back and forth and back and forth and they're going through lappers and they're doing all this crazy stuff and it's and it's like you know tit for tat and all this stuff and then all of a sudden on the, you know one of the second to last turns 
Cooper Webb is ch- is tailing and he's pushing up on he's pushing up on and Ken Roxon. Oh, he's and it was gonna like, pass he's him. Gonna come. And then there was a lapper that just got right in between him. Who was it? Who ended up? It was it Bowers. Um, who I who can't was remember. Right, who was it right? It was during a right hand turn, right before you know the finish line, and it looked like Cooper it, had yeah. the momentum to it, catch him. But, but right at that turn, all three of them kind of came together. Came together, and, and I think it was Tyler Bowers that got in between Webb and to- and Tomac, and it cut it cut Webb off, and he was done after that. Like he lost the race at that moment because he might have been able. He and that's the thing. Like we did another episode a couple months ago. Like how deep can you mentally dig with? with uh Cooper. Cooper Webb. I do not believe there's anyone mentally tougher in Supercross right now than Cooper Webb. All of them are physically tough. He's absolutely incredibly physically tough, but he's mentally tough and in the last year and a half I think he's been more mentally tough than Eli. But we have to give Eli credit because Eli has now found out how to become mentally tough. He's found out how to not get beat. But the funny thing is in his heat race he just kind of rolled over. In Tomac's heat race, he had something happen. I can't remember exactly what it was, and he just kind of got like fifth. He he lost. He he got beat by like eighteen seconds in his heat race. Remember that? Huh? Remember tonight? Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. He got beat by eighteen seconds. I'm like, what is going on? This is the old Tomac, where he just like something bad happens, and he kind of like just rolls over. Well, guess what? He hasn't been rolling over in these main events. Yeah. He has been. He digs he's deep. He's been rising. He he's yeah, rising, he's and it's good. inspiring. And I think he is going to run away with this thing. He keeps riding like he is. I mean, because at this point, we have to wonder if Ken Roxon has it in. Now Ken Roxon is like 26 points back. He's a full race back. So, away. I mean, Eli could not race one whole race and, and, still, still, be, and still be tied for, st- tied for the points lead right <laughs> yeah. now against Ken Roxon. And Cooper Webb is losing points to him every time he loses. And Cooper Webb is like 32 points back or something, you know, because he of uh, his the beginning of the season. That's the other thing. If, if Cooper Webb he comes into this season like really, really sick with the flu. Who knows? Maybe he had coronavirus for all we know. Yeah. You know, I, he could have had coronavirus. And, and the first three weeks of the season, he sucked. And he was like just trying to manage it and get through it and survive. And then he starts to get a little bit better. And he's starting to get his groove back. And then he has that crash in Arlington that they've shown that we've 17 seen a billion, billion times. times. <laughs> Feld Entertainment. I know you don't listen to this podcast, but if you do, stop showing that crash. Like oh. we, you, you show it like nine times. In fact, on because we're doing this podcast is about Sunday on the race on Wednesday. Wednesday night. Yeah, it was like in the heat of the battle. And freaking Cooper Webb is in the middle of the race. And there's like a battle going on and he's trying to win the race and they just go ahead and show for like 45 seconds the crash that happened uh, at, at Arlington. And yeah. it's like, we have seen it 90 times in this broadcast and 257,000 times in the last couple of races. Stop showing that. We've all seen it. If you want to bring it up, that's fine. But don't show us the freaking crash again. Just I let us watch the race. It. My mom heart hurts every time I see him <sighs> land on his back. Me and Case look at each other every time. We're, we're each other's support system because we can't actually look at it anymore but yeah, <laughs> because it hurts so bad. But Cooper Webb, he won the other race. He So he won Salt Lake number two. He he beat out everybody. He beat Tomac last, you know, three days ago on Wednesday in Salt Lake number two. Now today in Salt Lake number three, he goes out and they're having one of the most epic battles. I mean, I just thought it was great. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastic riding. It was an inspiring because of how fast they were moving through people that are also professionals at basically their same level. And it was unbelievably apparent that, you know what? They're not at the same level. They can dig a little deeper. Those two guys can dig 
deeper than the other dudes. And Eli Tomac is going to win this championship because of it. And there's going to be no asterisk on it. Be like no COVID-19 asterisk. No, because he is finding a way to do it week and week, week in and week out. And it's harder. I think what they're doing right now is, is going to be classified as harder than what anyone has ever had to do. And I think congratulations. Obviously we can't crown him yet because anything could happen. But if Tomac keeps doing what he's, all he has to do from this point out is get fifth. He gets a top five here on out. I mean, mathematically, maybe he might have to get like a top three or whatever. Let's assume Cooper Webb could just rip off and win every single one. If Tomac gets third place, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, you've got to have Tomac get out fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth, or whatever in order for Cooper Webb to climb back into this. And I think Ken Roxon is out of it. I just feel like he's just going to continue to slide down as, as sad as that is. I don't want that to happen. But Cooper or Eli Tomac is going to run away with this thing, and he deserves it. Tonight, he had his, I don't even know, like 44th win or whatever. The point is, he tied Ryan Dungey for the number of 450 wins, which is awesome. It's like in the 40s or something. He has no championships. Ryan Dungey got four championships. And so... Eli Tomac has found out to his dismay over the last few years how to win a heck of a lot of races, but not win championships because he just wasn't consistent enough. That's got to be win. so frustrating you'd, for him. Yeah, you'd win one night and get a 15th the, the next night or win the next night and then get a 10th. He was just horrible at consistency. This year, he's finally, boom, flipped the switch. I put the thumb up by, uh, up by the mic for that, just for Karen. He flipped the switch and he has figured out how to win and he's going to win and it's going to be awesome for him. And I and congratulations to Eli. If you can continue to do what you're doing, it's just too bad that Cooper had that, you know, was sick at the beginning of the season. Because if he wasn't sick at the beginning of the season, yeah. this thing would be a tight, tight battle. It was a, one of the tightest races we've ever seen. And the championship points would be tight if Cooper had been healthy at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it was really fun to listen to their uh, post-race interviews because both of them said the word fun. Like that was such a fun race. You know, it's muddy and sloshy and the lappers are everywhere. And, um, you know, both Eli and, and not getting Cooper. out of the way because they're in the bloody top 10. Yeah. That's the funny thing, Karen, because usually if you're in 17th, 18th, whatever, you're, you're not used in the race. to getting the blue but, flag. <laughs> but these guys, you got freaking like Ken Roxon and Zach Osborne and Justin Bra- getting the, bl- they're not getting blue flags. They're well, not used to that. Funny thing is, is and I, then they're still battling for position because it's still going to be a top 10 finish. So they don't want to move over. Yeah. So the first time that Ken Roxon uh, was about to get lapped, he was surrounded by some other guys who were like farther in the pack. So maybe he was lapping somebody at the same time. But he was also being lapped. So he's lapping someone while someone's lapping him. And so he sees the blue flag and doesn't move over because he just assumes, I'm I'm assuming, that that's for the other guy. And it's not for me because I'm the one passing. But little does he know, he's got the two guys right behind him coming. And I just think that is so crazy. <laughs> and that's when he realized it was the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I had to hit all these buttons before I found that one. <laughs> like, I'm there's like, crickets. I'm like, there's, all, there's the crickets. Like, am I saying something super boring here? Because I thought I was on a roll. <laughs> this, there's the rim shot. And then it was the twilight zone. <laughs> anyway, like seriously. We need some labels on those. Because <laughs> he, he like, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. 
he probably thought like the blue yeah get away from like he's seeing the I'm blue flag through. he's like yeah coming through he's not used to seeing the blue flag on him and he turned around that time like what is going on yeah he looked this over his shoulder like universe. wait a like, second like what the heck it was like this weird body language and he's because all of a sudden a green bike goes through goes by with a number three turns around there's a there's an orange bike with a number one yeah and i think he pooed his pants yeah he jolted like a little bit over his shoulder like what is going on <laughs> like this isn't possible did you guys cut half the track did you yeah. like is this a practical joke you know but then the <laughs> second time that he got lapped i'm assuming that that could possibly be one of the low points for him emotionally. Yeah. And if you go think about it, he's obviously Ken Roxon has had some bitter, bitter times with like the injuries and things. This is a time that I think he'll remember for a long time because getting lapped one time was like a gut punch. Getting lapped for the second time in the same race would be like devastating. Yeah. I, it could be devastating emotionally. I don't know. Twisting the knife up in Twisting there. Twisting the knife. Let's talk about the 250s. Because in the 250 race, um, you had Chase Sexton was your winner. Shane McElrath got second place. But they actually had to red flag this race. So red flagging the race is when they they stop it because of a rider's safety. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks crashed. I don't know exactly what happened, but he could not finish and they needed to get you know deal with him and help there him was, off the there track. There was a, a few things of carnage going on, but he was the, the main reason. Yeah. Hope Garrett Marchbanks is okay. He's a local Utah Oh, So sad. But uh, Chase Sexton got the whole shot, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, Shane McElroth pushed him to the side, pushed him right off the track, but didn't. He well, just hold on. took his line away. My favorite part was actually when the gate drops and Chase does a wheelie for like 30 feet. I'm like, oh, the heat. It was heat. longer than that. It was halfway down the stairs. I don't straight. know. I can't judge when they're going that fast, but it was so long, and I was like, wow, he is going to get it, and then he did. Yeah, and, and, then, and then he lost the lead right away, put the bike down because he was being impatient, landed on someone else's back tire, and like crashed and then they both go down yeah and then the and then the race got red flagged which was a super gut punch for shane mackerath who who had like a really healthy lead early on in that he was already pulling away he was super pulling away and then they got red flagged so that was a good thing for chase sexton although they had to sit there for an extra 10 12 15 minutes just freezing under their you know in the rain a couple of them had umbrellas yeah (laughs) it's gotta be so cold but then sexton goes out and uh i think shane makaroth got the next hole shot but it was the two guys up in the front and then shane just goes down he went down at one point and then chase sexton was able to ride away and he actually dominated that race by the end of it he was ahead by a long shot more than 10 seconds i think it was he led like 12 13 laps yeah he well yeah he led 12 laps shane mackerath led five and and chase led one so chase is now back as the sole uh points leader in that 250 east race on the race that was coming up on wednesday it's going to be the uh dylan fernandez express again so we're going to have the 250 west those guys have had a long long break my and heart rate be just com- went up. <laughs> coming back, so you get Dylan Ferrandis. We've got the return of Jet Lawrence uh, and his brother Hunter Lawrence. We've got, you know, hopefully Christian Craig comes back, you know. Um, Is he healthy? I don't know. Probably. I hope you're, so. You're supposed to be the one doing the research on Instagram. No, I've been watching his Instagram, and he and then, looks healthy. And then the guy I can never remember, he blew out his knee, and he was super good last year. He won the 250 East last year. Austin Forkner? Austin Forkner, thank you. This is why <laughs> it's not the only reason Karen's here. She's not, she's not just a pretty Well, place. I do know my writers, okay? She does. And I can never, whenever it's Austin Forkner, I just, in the, if it's not up in front of me and I only have the 250 East guys in front of me, I can't remember Austin Forkner. I don't know. I don't even know why. But yeah, so so the upcoming race is going to be the 250 West guys, which will be fun. 
Um, but to here's your top five in the 250 East on this race in Salt Lake number three. You had Chase Sexton one, Shane Rock McElrath two, Colt Nichols three, Pierce Brown four, and Kyle Peters five. Congrats to Pierce Brown. He's our local Sandy Utah boy. He's had a pretty good run here in in Utah, which has been fun to watch. We need him on this podcast. <sighs> <sighs> No, we do. I just, I'm just like, I, uh, I'm so translation busy. Translation is, how are we going to find time to do that? Because how, we don't have any time. I, I, yeah, I don't even know how to keep my Maybe head above Pierce water will just on everything call you. else. Yeah, Pierce, if you text me, the number's 801 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give that up. Tens of thousands of people have my phone number, I swear, because I'm just sending it Constantly out on every Constantly getting messages and calls, yes. But most of you are very respectful of my phone number, so thank you for that. But anyway, so it was a, it was a great race um, this time last week. Uh, just to re or not last week, Salt Lake City number two. Just to recap, which was three days ago uh, in your 450 class, Cooper Webb won. Eli two was uh, yeah, Cooper second. Webb was first. Eli Tomac was second. Zach Osborne was third, which was freaking awesome. It was nice to see Zach Osborne up there on the podium. Jason Anderson was a fourth, and Ken Roxon was fifth. So oh. Ken Roxon goes from fifth on Wednesday to 10th on Sunday. That is not the way he needs to be going. No, not, it is not. Not at all. And then last uh, on Salt Lake City number two in the 250s, it was Shane McElrath in first, Colt Nichols, his teammate in second, Jeremy Martin in third. Interesting thing about Jeremy, and then Chase Exxon was in fourth. That was a bad race for him. But interesting thing about Jeremy Martin, Jeremy Martin, I don't know exactly how all the 250 points work, but you can point out. Like if you've, if you've, uh, if you've done a certain number of points in the 250 class, then you will point out and you can't race it anymore. And, and you have to either, you have to move up to the 450 class or be done. And Jeremy Martin actually hit that right now. If, if they, if he scored any more points in the 250 class, he would not be able to come back and race the 250 class next year. And so they just, he's not going to finish the rest of the season. So it's an interesting one because he hasn't had the opportunity to move up to a 450, but he's been racing in the 250s for a long time. He's gone through a lot of things. He took a couple of years off because he had a major injury, but now he came back and he was doing, you know, okay-ish and whatever, um, J-Mart, and then uh, he has to take a step down because he, he, if he if he gets any more points, he'll point out of the 250 class, and there isn't like an open spot for him in the 450 classes at this point. I mean, anything could happen. You know, somebody could get hurt, here in Supercross or in Pro Motocross later in the year, and then you know a spot could open up, and Jeremy Martin could be the guy to move up to a 450. But that's just an interesting side note there. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry we didn't do a podcast on Salt Lake City number two. It's just these things are happening fast and furious. Furious, and I'm trying to run a full. I'm trying to run a business. <laughs> Karen's trying to, you know, be a mom and she's got her stuff that she has going on too. So we're just so busy with everything. We're just looking at each other going, how are we going to do, how are we <laughs> going to do a podcast on that one? It just, it just didn't happen. But tonight we did. So no promises. We can get a podcast out for, for the next one on Wednesday. We'll try, but it, I mean, this is, we got a lot of, I got a scheduled time with this husband of mine. So yeah. he'll let me come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Like people, I get, I have people ask me, they're like, oh, you staying busy? And oh, I just look at an them and I'm understatement. just like, yeah, I'm, I'm too busy. I, I need to figure out how to offload some of it. And part of it is because I have this dirt bike channel. I have this sweepstakes that's going on that will end on June 15th, which is in just over a week. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy busy. I'm looking forward to getting that over with so I can just calm down for a little bit and then we'll be ramping up in a few more months. We'll have another one going. We'll start another one in October, which means I have to be ramping everything up months in advance. So this is an interesting gig and uh, yeah. and it, I'm working more than I ever have at times. It comes in, it comes in, it's steady, steady, flows. but then it, it flows and it gets, it gets more and more, you know, like stuff going on as, as I do these sweepstakes. So I've got like three months where it's just insane work. And then you have a, you know, a one month where it's slower and then it starts to ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, and then boom, exploding again. So if you guys want to, if you guys want to support Dirtbike channel, uh, right now, if you're listening to this, you can still head over to my website if you want to get in on the sweepstakes, which we're doing. We're giving away three different dirt bikes, a 2019 KTM and two 2020s. There's a 2020 Yamaha and a 2020 Beta. You can go over to my website, dirtbikechannel.com, and order, you know, every $5 you spend over there gets you entered in the sweepstakes for that. Those sweepstakes pay for all the future sweepstakes that are happening, um, and it also helps to support my family of six. Um, other ways that you can do it where you don't have to spend any money extra out of your pocket that you weren't already going to is to use my links for Rocky Mountain ATV, Motorsport, and Amazon. If you go to dirtbikechannel.com, up in the upper right-hand corner, there's a button that says links. Over there, you'll find a bunch of different links from Rocky Mountain ATV and different vendors, um, and I get a referral bonus anytime you click on those links. If you want to get a... You can bookmark those links. You can send me an email. Um, the re reference code goes away very quickly as the page loads, so... If you click on the link and then just uh, say, I want to bookmark this page, you might not bookmark the right thing. So you can send me an email and I can easily give you a link that you can bookmark. Or you can just go to the website and do that. I also have those links on like all the YouTube videos and everything. So that's a great way to support Dirtbuck Channel um, without spending any extra money out of your pocket. What else, Karen? Do we need to talk <laughs> about anything else? I don't know. Supercross twice a week is pretty much a dream come true. So <clears throat> I don't I wonder, know. I wonder if they'll you know, like keep any of this stuff you know i mean i'm not saying that they have to do the whole season compressed like that but what if they had a little while where they did like they did a race on you know saturday and then a race on wednesday wednesday and then another mm -hmm. race on saturday just to like do something a little bit different and yeah. then and then give the guys a break you know like yeah. maybe compress a few like of them the together week before and then, easter or and something. then give them a two-week break yeah. or something like that i don't know just some di know. just they've mm -hmm. done different things with like the triple crown to make it interesting Anyway. East West Showdown's coming up. Okay. Well, super fun, super, super good to chat with you guys. Thanks for coming in and listening to the podcast. And uh, let's leave a single track. Thank you. <laughs>